Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Monday, March 22nd, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% your next order. Today on the podcast, we are going to update the COVID craziness that dropped in regards to our favorite hockey team after I had recorded Friday's episode with Joe Yurden. Joe Yurden, uh, Buffalo-based Sabres reporter, and I wanted to talk to him after Thursday's win by our Bruins over the Sabres and in advance of Saturday's rematch between the two teams that was scheduled to be played on uh, Saturday afternoon. And of course, that was all interrupted, and there is some concern as to when our Bruins will get back on the ice. Before we get into that, let me remind you to please do subscribe to the podcast if you have not done so already. Whatever app you use for podcasts, whether it be Apple, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Google, Stitcher, Radio.com, hit that subscribe button and you will never miss an episode. When it drops, it will be automatically added to your feed. Forget to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated. The podcast you can find on Twitter at LO Boston Bruins. On Instagram, we are at Locked On Bruins. And you can find me, my hockey tweets, dad jokes, at Ian C. McLaren on Twitter. Now again, like I said, I had recorded my conversation with Joe Yarden on Friday morning. Got the podcast out. Very happy with it. Do go back and listen uh, because it does cover a lot of big picture stuff in regards to the state of the Buffalo Sabres and some moves that they can make in advance of this year's trade deadline as well as perhaps long-term in regards to Jack Eichel and things like that. Now, keep in mind, Thursday's game, uh, neither team had participated in a morning skate because a Bruins player, later revealed to be Sean Corrali, had entered NHL's COVID-19 protocols, and a member of Buffalo's hockey staff had been uh, placed on the protocol list as well. Well, actually not the formal list, that's only the players, but uh, you know what I mean. Both teams did not participate in a morning skate, and they just went ahead and played the game because of uh, rapid testing, and uh, it was believed that everyone was in the clear. Lo and behold, Friday afternoon, the NHL announced that four additional Boston Bruins players had entered the COVID protocols, and that the Bruins game against the Sabres on Saturday, as well as tomorrow's game against the New York Islanders, would be postponed. Pending test results in the coming days, it's expected that the Bruins will be able to reopen their facilities for practice on Wednesday, March 24th. This decision was made by the leagues, the NHLPAs, and the club's medical groups. So that was Friday. Uh, A few hours after that, teams have until 5 p.m. to uh, name players that will be going on their COVID lists. So we checked that evening. Sean Corrali remained on the list and David Pasternak, David Krejci, Jake DeBrusque, and Craig Smith were also added to the list. 
DeBrusque had been on the list previously uh, a couple weeks ago. It was deemed to have been a false positive. He only missed one game. Uh, these players remain on the list Saturday and Sunday as well, and we'll see here Monday evening whether they remain on the list. Now, on Saturday, the NHL released another update saying, following subsequent testing in Buffalo, the Boston Bruins traveled back to Boston uh, Friday evening, and they are expected to self-quarantine through Tuesday per NHL COVID protocol. So all the players, all the coaches, all the staff are meant to be in uh, self-quarantine through tomorrow. Players who entered the COVID-19 protocol did not travel with the rest of the team. So that would be Corrali, DeBrusque, Pasternak, Krejci, Smith. They uh, traveled separately back to Boston and they uh, did return, of course, I believe on, on Saturday. The Bruins said they'll continue to work with the NHL and medical experts to follow all recommended guidelines in place to protect the community, players, and staff. Now keep in mind, just being on the list does not mean that you have tested positive for COVID-19. COVID-related absences can be the result of a number of factors, including, among others, the following. One, an initial positive test, which remains unconfirmed until uh, more testing is done to uh, cross-reference that positive. So to see if it actually is a positive or to see if it was a false positive. Secondly, if you have symptoms, then you will be on the list and will have to quarantine. Third, required quarantine as a high-risk close contact in accordance with the positive test protocol. Four, isolation based on a confirmed positive test. Or five, quarantine for travel or other reasons as outlined in the COVID-19 protocol. So again, we don't know if uh, any of these players tested positive how many might have tested positive. It was just contact tracing. The fact that they have been on the list for a few days now is somewhat telling. Uh, but again, those are all the reasons why a player will find himself on the COVID-19 list. Now, the Bruins aren't the first team this season to have had to shut down uh, games and their facilities because of COVID-19. There have been uh, quite a few teams that have been in that situation. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres were in that situation. The New Jersey Devils. The Buff. Oh, sorry. The Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, and I think of the Vegas Golden Knights, Minnesota Wild, and Colorado Avalanche. And they've all been able to rebound to different degrees of success. And that might just be because those teams are good and the others are bad. But a lot of the Eastern Conference teams, like the Flyers in particular, they've really struggled lately. Uh, the Devils were really uh, sidelined by COVID-19. Sabres, of course, weren't all that good anyways. The teams out west, like the Avs, the Wild, Vegas, uh, still... In pretty good shape just because they have good teams so all that to say it remains to be seen how this uh you know covid protocol will affect the boston bruins long term does it change how they approach the trade deadline uh are there going to be concerns about how guys if they test the positive will be able to bounce back and perform down the stretch um you know there's a lot of things in play our Potential players like Sean Corrali, who are being bandied about in trade talks, perhaps. 
Will they be seen as red flags? Just a whole lot up in the air at the moment. And of course, the most important thing is that if anyone did in fact test positive, that they're able to recover and that they are not uh, you know, hindered by long-term effects of COVID-19. And that is, of course, the most important thing. Hockey is secondary, but it's still a valid question to be asked how this will affect the Bruins going forward and whether or not they will be able to uh, rebound from this setback. Uh, it also means that they are going to face a pretty compressed schedule down the stretch. They already had had some games that were postponed earlier in the season because of, uh, yeah, postponements in regards to other teams with COVID issues. Now, they are the reason why games are being postponed. Uh, they still have to play the Sabres seven times. Uh, and so, you know, over the next several weeks, they're going to play a lot of hockey, and that could catch up to them as well. That increases the risk of injuries just on its own right. So... Yeah, very unfortunate situation for our Boston Bruins. Uh, very discouraging. And again, hopefully anybody affected is able to recover uh, speedily and wholly and that uh, they can get back on the ice here as early as Wednesday for practice and Thursday against the New York Islanders. But we will keep you posted, of course, as things progress. All right, so let's talk a bit more about what all of this means for our Boston Bruins. It's certainly one of the biggest stories of the season so far, and there are valid questions that have been raised over the last few days uh, that we should talk about here for a moment. Now, I don't always agree with everything that Kevin Paul DuPont of the Boston Globe writes or tweets. I think back to, you know, the incident with Tom Wilson and Brandon Carlo where he was asking or suggesting that Bruins should go headhunting. Uh, but he has a good article in the Boston Globe on uh, Sunday titled, There are many questions surrounding the Bruins, but the team just isn't talking. He wrote, On the third day, the Bruins remained silent again just as they did on the first day, Friday, just as they did on the second day, the entire black and gold franchise opting to slip under a cone of silence with five forwards, including primo scorer David Pasternak, forced into COVID protocols late last week in Buffalo. Sunday served as yet another day of continued radio silence from the bedraggled, banged-up sons of Jeremy and Charlie Jacobs. The Bruins again made no one available for comment, be it from the player ranks, coaches, management, media staff, medical personnel, ownership, etc. What we have here is a failure to communicate. Other than the fortunate few of us left with a trace of snow in the driveway, how else would we know it's still hockey season around here? KPD continues, the first day of spring arrives Sunday, the very thick of the NHL's 21 regular season and it might as well have been mid-August when it comes to anyone around the Bruins having something to say any insight to offer be it about the pandemic induced pause to the schedule or any of the infinite bits of minutiae involving what for decades has been one of the city's most interesting and best chronicled pro franchises maybe team president Cam Neely GM Don Sweeney or coach Bruce Cassidy finally will admit a plume of smoke be it black, gold, or otherwise, 
here on Monday from the Causeway Hockey Cathedral. If so, great, because it is still hockey season. For now, we are left only with the score sheet from Thursday's 4-1 win in Buffalo as testimony to the current state of a club clinging to the fourth and final playoff spot in the East. Meanwhile, KPD offers... Uh, some questions, some of which are a bit tongue-in-cheek, but others uh, are really worth asking, I think, including, will any of the club's legion of injured return soon once the franchise is out from under COVID-19 lockdown? What's the latest on Brandon Carlo? Has he made any substantive steps in his recovery from a March 5th concussion he suffered at the shoulder of the dastardly Tom Wilson? Wilson, of course, returned to action Saturday night. He recorded an assist in his first game back following the suspension. Uh, It was a loss to the Rangers, but he's back. The uncertainty surrounding Brandon Carlo uh, remains. Another question, will Sweeney be able to make a meaningful deal prior to the April 12th trade deadline? And I would add, how does this COVID shutdown uh, affect that? Uh, KPD asks, could it be worth giving winger Jacob Lauko, now with 13 points in 13 games, a promotion from Providence? Lauko, of course, was a third-round pick back in 2018. He played 22 games for the Providence Bruins last season, five goals, four assists for nine points. He's already eclipsed that uh, now with five goals and eight assists in 13 games. Uh, would he be worth a look as a left-hand shot? The Bruins are pretty well served at the NHL level right now on the left side with Marchand, DeBrusque, Frederick, Ritchie um, among them. Anders Bjork still in and out of the lineup. Sean Corrali pivoted over to the left side. So I don't know if Lauko would be the first guy up, uh, barring a trade on the left side. KPD asks as well, how did the five players in protocol... I'll make it back to Boston Friday while segregated from their teammates. He jokes that since it was centers who drive lines, was Krejci or Corrali at the wheel? <laughs> oh, good one. Uh, I don't know if they drove or tra- or flew or how they got back, but they did indeed travel back um, on their own. Finally, will Sweeney and the rest of the club petition to make up some games after May 8th, the date the league initially set at season's end? If the Bruins can get on the ice Thursday versus the Islanders, they would be faced with a back-breaking stretch of 28 games over 45 days. Kind of what I alluded to uh, off the top with the even more compressed schedule. And that's assuming they're able to play on Thursday. That's not really a guaranteed at this point with the three players still on COVID-19 list as of Sunday evening. This COVID pause does come at a pretty unfortunate time for the Bruins. They had gone 5-3-2 over the last 10 games, had started to turn things around in a positive direction uh, with two wins last week. They do sit fourth in the East Division at the moment, four points back of the Pittsburgh Penguins, albeit now with four games in hand. They're three up on the Philadelphia Flyers with a game in hand on them. If you look at point percentage, the Bruins are currently third in the East right now, 643 ahead of the 19-11-2 Pittsburgh Penguins, who have gone 7-2-1 over their last 10 games, currently without Evgeny Malkin for an indefinite period of time. 
So, yeah, hopefully the Bruins can get back on the ice on Wednesday to practice in advance of Thursday's scheduled game against the Islanders. Following that, they are scheduled to play at home against the Sabres on Saturday afternoon, and then two games coming up Sunday and next Tuesday against the New Jersey Devils, all on home ice. So they will be home actually for quite an extended period of time. Their next road game isn't scheduled until April 6th. So they will be home all this week, all next week, over Easter, and then back on the road for a game against the Flyers on uh, the 6th of April. So Bruins will be home for quite some time now. Hopefully they can, you know, get back on track here after this COVID pause. There's no telling how it will affect the players. Uh, Hopefully they're all adhering to the protocols set by the team and the league. Uh, Although there was a photo that emerged of a player currently on IR who is outdoor dining on Sunday. Uh, But I'm not going to say who that was. It does look like there might be an availability here on Monday. There is a link for a Zoom. Not sure exactly what time, but if that does happen, I'll be sure to jump on that and bring you all the latest. So a lot of questions right now surrounding our Boston Bruins. Hopefully uh, it all works out, but at the moment, uh, still a lot, very much up in the air. We've been telling you all about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. It's an amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, delicious protein bar, 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, but also great for the health conscious person. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is best during Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is coconut versus birthday cake. I know where I would be going on this one and it would not be coconut, but I'll let you decide for yourselves. Go to builtbar.com or bar underscore built on Twitter to vote today. Remember while you're there to use promo code locked 15 to get 15% off your next order. That's locked 15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. Check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NBA, NHL are in full swing, March Madness is on, baseball is right around the corner. Bet online even covers awards and reality TV shows. They provide real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They have you covered with all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. Just head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today for a free account and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Get the upper hand in your fantasy hockey league with daily fantasy advice from LOCKEDON expert Scott Cullen. He'll give you all the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long, dynasty, and DFS leagues. Subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast wherever you get podcasts. Let's finish off with some news and notes from around the NHL. I mentioned our Bruins remain in fourth place in the East in terms of points. The uh, We will update the East Division power rankings on the podcast tomorrow, but the 
Capitals and Islanders both tied at 44 points. Pittsburgh Penguins at 40 points with the Bruins sitting at 36. Uh, but again, the Bruins are gaining some games in hand and they will have to face a fairly compressed schedule down the stretch. I should mention the Buffalo Sabres return to practice Sunday, a day after their game against the Bruins was postponed due to the COVID-19 protocols. Just their second practice under new head coach Don Granato, who replaced Ralph Kruger last Wednesday. The Sabres will try for their first win under Granato when they visit the Rangers tonight. Uh, they did, of course, lose to the Bruins 4-1 in Granato's first game. The Sabres did have a bunch of games postponed and their facilities were closed back in February when nine players went on the protocol list, but they felt fairly uh, safe about practicing again, seeing as it wasn't any players who had caused the morning skate to be scrapped uh, on uh Thursday. Uh, They have, of course, lost 13 games in a row. Second longest stretch without a win in the NHL's shootout era. Only the 2009-2010 Carolina Hurricanes, the 2010-2011 New York Islanders, and 2014-15 Sabres have had longer streaks. They all had uh, 14-game losing streaks in those respective seasons. Uh, In terms of some rumors of the day, Jimmy Murphy and Joe Haggerty over at Boston Hockey Now uh, addressing some questions. Uh, They say that Matthias Ekholm would be a great fit on the Bruins' defense. They say that uh, Taylor Hall would be a good addition, Ricard Raquel. Other trade targets could be Bobby Ryan, Anthony Mantha, or Mark Stahl in Detroit. New Jersey's Kyle Palmieri. Nothing really new on that front. Uh, Jimmy Murphy did report that multiple sources are saying the Bruins are scouting Blue Jackets defenseman David Savard, and that, of course, uh, on top of Matthias Ekholm, they're also looking at uh, St. Louis Blues defenseman Vince Dunn, a guy that I have mentioned here uh, many times on the podcast. And again, uh, Tukarask, David Krejci, set to become unrestricted free agents, so the... Uh, common or prevailing wisdom would be adding as much as possible right now in order to maximize that Stanley Cup window. Uh, So we'll see exactly what Don Sweeney is able to do, uh, whether or not he adds on the blue line, whether or not he adds scoring, whether or not he does both remains to be seen. And the trade deadline, again, coming up, I believe it's uh, three weeks today. So uh, sometime to get something done, but it is coming up uh, pretty soon, and uh, we'll see exactly what Don Sweeney does here in the coming days and weeks. Keep in mind, of course, if there is a trade with a Canadian team, there will be some quarantine issues, but uh, it's better to be trading from Canada to the States than vice versa, uh, for sure. Anyways, that's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. Keep it locked to at LO Boston Bruins or at ENC McLaren on Twitter for the latest when it comes to updates and uh, yeah, any news that comes out of Boston today will surely be covered on both of those uh, Twitter accounts. Uh, yeah. 
hope you're all doing well. It's a nice Monday up here. It's supposed to be fairly warm. Spring has arrived, which is great. Spent a lot of time this weekend outside and uh, really happy that winter appears to be over. But when it comes to hockey, things are really ramping up with the end, not even the end of the regular season coming up. The Bruins have only played half their games at this point. And, um, you know, it's going to be a busy stretch here coming out of this COVID pause. Uh, so keep it locked to the podcast. Do subscribe and never miss an episode. And we'll be back tomorrow with all the latest on our black and gold, as well as those East Division power rankings. Hope your week gets off to a great start, friends. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Later.